business. The blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Stuart Maggs, the CEO of Scaled Robotics. And we are going to discuss how AI, machine learning, robotics and BIM work together to create situational awareness on a construction site. Stuart, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. I'll, I know a little bit about your company. Uh, naturally, I've visited your website, but perhaps you could start by just uh, telling about your, your background and your company's background. Sure. So, well, I'm Stuart. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Scale Robotics. Um, my background is in architecture. I worked as an architect in what feels like a previous life uh, many years ago. Um, I've worked on projects in Europe, but also globally. Um, and my job, it was, I was never really a standard architect. Uh, my job was always, always at the intersection of everyone in the office would be trying to design these crazy things, and then we would actually have to build them. So my job was to figure out how could you actually build these things for a price that the client was willing to pay and that the result was also what we were looking for in terms of um, the creativity of the office. And what it always kind of bottled, kind of came down to was that we designed digitally, but we were still constructing manually. And there was this big gap between the digital workflows and the physical workflows. And it was really that experience I had within, within my professional career that kind of spurred me on to, to try and build a company that would bridge the gap between those digital workflows and the physical ones. And what we're doing at Scaled is we're automating the comparison of reality to the plan. And we use computer vision and machine learning to be able to do that. And we really believe that this is a game changer for construction because it's going to allow us to have better information, to make better decisions, to be able to de-risk projects. But in, in reality, we're taking point clouds from various different formats. So reality, we're comparing it against the BIM and the schedule to deliver that information back to site management um, and, and project managers to be able to make better decisions about their projects find risks early and uh, keep their projects running smoothly. Yeah, so, so you have um, robotics in your company name. <laughs> so what, 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 are the rob- what are the robots doing for you? So the dirty little secret is that when we first started the company, there was no one out there. There was no, Boston Dynamics obviously was existing in existence. They've been around for a long time doing amazing work, but there was no one out there that was, offering that portion of the end-to-end solution and we knew that we needed to capture high quality data on the construction site and we knew that our software was was data hungry if you could put it like that and we needed something that would feed the platform with data and we knew that terrestrial laser scanners were not going to fill the entire gap we needed something that could capture data fast accurate and feed it into our platform and there was nothing on the market so because we were naive startup founders at this time, I hope we're a little bit wiser now. We said, screw it, we'll just, we'll build the whole thing. So we, we'll build the robot, we'll build the software and we'll offer the end-to-end solution. But since that time, uh, other companies have come up and, and honestly done some pretty amazing work. Uh, Leica with the blk to go Navis VLX, offering that high frequency, high quality data capture. And then of course you have Boston Dynamics who are quite famous for the incredible mobility that Spot gives you. And you put that together and you basically have what we developed. And recently we've kind of put the development of the robot to one side. We use it as a development platform 
and it's allowed us to uh, move quickly with some of the other trends within within the space. But truth be told, we integrate with robots, but we're not necessarily a robot provider anymore. We're definitely a, more of a machine learning company. So, so in other words, you're technology agnostic or product agnostic when it comes to robots? <laughs> in terms of robots and uh, also a lot of data capture, yeah, we're, we're agnostic. We want to open the funnel as, as far as possible to take as much good, high-quality data as possible so that we can funnel that into the platform. And honestly, that's where the real value is being, um, is being generated. I think our customers don't really care where the data comes from as long as in the end they get that actionable insight to be able to make those better decisions. Well, you already touched on the on the problem that you're solving, but more specifically, what, what kind of problems are you solving for your customers? I think you could probably divide it down um, twofold. So you have... When you're building a building, it seems like you have these three components. You have time, cost, and quality. And everyone, you kind of always laugh that you only get to two, get two of them. So you're always going to have to compromise on something. So we've divided the product down into two sections. You've got scaled quality and you've got scaled progress. And quality, what we're trying to do or what we are doing is once you've captured that data on the construction site, we automatically analyze it in the cloud and we deliver it back to you as actionable information. So we're picking up on quality defects that you might have within the project. And the real value here is, can we, when you're on a complex project of literally hundreds of thousands of elements, um, how quickly can you get that information back to site management? So I'm going to kind of, there's a project recently we analyzed over, I think it was 200,000 elements within that week, huge projects impossible for a human being to have manually gone through and verified the quality of each one. And then what the software is doing is it's focusing your attention down onto where the big risks lie. So where are the biggest deviations? And we're doing that within 24 hours. So the big value there is instead of finding out about these issues six, seven months down the line, when the next subcontractor is there and can't do their work, where you have a big risk and a big cost, we're delivering this back within 24 hours or at least within a short period from when that was actually constructed. So you have huge value in picking up on these issues, improving coordination and improving the, the quality, the overall quality of the project. Um, and I can, I can talk about this for a long time, I think, but then moving slightly on, uh, you have scale progress, which is taking all of what you're doing in terms of quality, but we're extrapolating that over time. So we're automatically tracking progress. Uh, so percentage complete, and also um, those, those uh, percentage rates. So we're tracking productivity and we're tracking progress over time. So you know which areas of your building are on track, which are maybe perhaps running a little bit high in schedule. And then more importantly, pulling that back to quality because you're always balancing those two things as a project manager. If I increase the speed, then probably the quality goes down. So being able to track progress and quality simultaneously means that in principle, you should be able to get the best of both worlds because you've got better information to make better decisions to be able to keep that project running smoothly. So are, are the uh, so-called end users of, of your service, are they project managers or who is using you? So we've got a combination, power users in the BIM team. The BIM team always seems to spearhead these, but the people that are really taking benefit at the moment, survey teams, BIM teams, and then project managers. And then you're seeing them all work together using this platform to collaborate 
to be able to swap information, swap insight, and then kind of push the projects forward. But of course, it's maybe it's a bit of a, a fractitious relationship between the general contractor and, and the owners, the, the eventual client. But the eventual client is also extremely interested in making sure that their project is actually moving forward to where it needs to be. And you have this interesting point where the owner will ask the general contractor, how are you maintaining quality? And the general contractor would be like, we, we, we do quality control. And they say, okay, how? Uh, and they say, how can you guarantee that everything you've been installed is in the right place? And the only answer they really have is to do spot checks. So the person that's really getting the value at the end of the chain is actually probably the owner because now they know instead of these kind of 10% spot checks, 100% of their building has been checked, it's been validated, and they know that the asset that they're moving into or they're monetizing is what they actually expected it to be. So there's a combination of stakeholders there. In practical terms, what, what does your solution look like? What is it? Uh, what what do you customers get when when they uh, sign up for your solution? That's an interesting question. It's, it's hard to, uh, to to paint uh, to paint a vivid picture, but essentially, um, the workflow is super easy. Uh, we want to take all the work from you, and we want the platform to automate it. Um, so all you do is you deliver the BIM to us in whatever format that you're used to. So IFC, Navisworks, Revit, whatever you feel comfortable in, that gets delivered to us. So you're uploading it to our platform pretty much the same way you would to BIM 360. So it's super easy to drag and drop those files in. Then when you're ready and you've captured data on the site, either through us, a third party or yourself, many times the end customer wants to capture that data themselves. Um, For example, Morgan Sindel in the UK, they have a scanner on site and they're using it to capture data. Um, that's then drag and drop into a web portal. So you literally take the file, drag it, drop it, uploads into the cloud, and then you don't see anything until the results are delivered back to you uh, whatever period. That's then in a, a web portal. So you actually get the results back into the BIM file that you've already uploaded. What do I mean by this? It means that we're taking the BIM file that you have, and we're populating it with the analysis information. So we take every single element that is within the BIM file, within the area of analysis, and we automatically color code it just to give you a rough understanding. So it means that everything green is within tolerance, everything orange is out of tolerance, everything red is missing, and everything gray we, we really don't have an idea about because we haven't seen it or seen enough of it. So you immediately have this web portal that everyone has access to the same high quality information. So it means that at a glance, You could be sitting at home in your pajamas or you could be in the site office in your hard hat. Everyone has access to the same high quality information. So we then on top of that, in that web portal, we're giving you a number of different tools to be able to filter and search to basically answer questions that you have. So a typical question a site manager would have is, um, I want to know everything that's been installed. Show me all of the concrete walls. Now show me all of the concrete walls that are out of tolerance. Now show me all the concrete walls that are out of tolerance to a certain range. And then we automatically rank every single element by the magnitude of deviation. So you, we're sorting, ranking, giving you powerful search tools to be able to find out, answer your questions and, and find out what's genuinely putting your project at risk. Then on top of that, once you've searched for that information, we provide you with a whole bunch of tools that allow you to visualize what's actually going on. So every element is automatically tagged with every 360 image that it appears in. So you don't have to go searching for that, for that data. It's already been pre-organized. So you click, brings up an image of that element. So you can see this wall 
has five images attached, I check it out, then I can bring up various other tools to be able to visualize that from heat maps and also automatic sections generated for every element. And then once I have that information, I can create an issue and export that to whatever um, issue ticketing platform uh, I'm using at the time. So there's a very uh, broad overview. Uh, we're trying to make your life as easy as possible to identify issues, track progress, and then have it in a web portal where everyone basically has access to that information. So it's it's a kind of a black box in a way that they just put something in and, and something wonderful comes out. <laughs> it is a little bit of a black box. And I think you could see that as both a, both a positive and a, as a negative. But I think from the client's point of view, they don't want to be worrying about file formats. They don't want to be worrying about anything going on behind the scenes. All they want is information to make better decisions. I don't think they really care um, how it happens as long as within that time period, they get valuable information and they can use it to make their project better. I think they're too stressed to really care what happens. One thing that comes to mind is um, our changes. There are design changes and changes in during the construction process. Something mm -hmm. has to be fixed or done differently than as, as was planned. How do you manage those, those changes? I think this is what makes construction the most interesting manufacturing industry in the world. Because I think there are certain people that... that so you should describe man, uh, construction as manufacturing. And then some people have this idea that it's like building an iPhone. So you design the iPhone and then you should just go and build it. And what they don't understand about construction is that it, like you say, it's constantly changing and probably the design wasn't even finished by the time the project started. And then every week or maybe even every day you're getting design changes or you're getting adjustments to, to how the building is, is supposed to be constructed. So we've, we've kind of recognized this. We, we know this. And we've had to make the system basically incredibly flexible to be able to incorporate those changes. So when the model changes, it's either automatically uploaded in the platform or you're dragging and dropping in the new version of the file and, and everything's getting updated. And I, I think it's those kinds of challenges that make this problem so interesting. And then sometimes those changes are made because of design issues. And sometimes those changes are being made because of issues that we're flagging and you have to make a decision. Do you change it in real life or do you change it in the BIM? Is it going to be an as-built based on the reality or is it going to be an as-built based on you changing reality to meet the, the BIM file? And it's that push and pull that makes it such an interesting challenge. I think, um, obviously, we should have a video here to show, share with, my, with our <laughs> audience to show how it actually works. But you have videos on your website, I imagine, so... Truth be told, our website is definitely not really showing what we're doing in the best possible way. And it's really because we've spent the last kind of year or so focusing on customers. Um, so we have, I mean, for the, all the customers that are listening to this, I think you know how our platform works quite well. But for the people outside, I would definitely urge you to shoot us an email and we'd be more than happy to show you a live demo, which might be a little better than our website. Yeah, what, what's the address? So shoot an email to info at scaledrobotics.com or come to the website and uh, fill out the web uh, for the form, which is scaledrobotics.com. As, as you said, you've been busy working with the real <laughs> real projects and, and not paying so much attention to to perhaps to marketing, but I, I'm, I'm sure that your product also is markets itself and, and you get a lot of... What kind of feedback have you uh, got from your customers? 
Well, one, yes, uh, we probably should put more energy into marketing, but we haven't actually needed to yet, which is quite nice. Um, the general feedback that we're getting at the moment really varies from project to project because we're working on things from individual family houses um, in Luxembourg. So this is probably the smallest project type all the way up to um, data centers, uh, hyperscale data centers, all the way up to $2 billion art galleries in the Middle East. So we've worked, we're working on quite a variety of different projects at the moment. Um, I guess the unifying feedback is it's incredible, incredibly easy to use this platform, which I really take as a huge compliment because that's what we wanted. It takes probably we can onboard a company or at least train the first level of users within an hour. So within an hour, you're up and running and you know exactly how to use this platform. It's intuitive and it's easy to use. Um, so that feedback I, I'm particularly proud of. Um, and then I think a lot of our customers are amazed at the speed of which you're going to get this information back. I look back at one of the first data centers we ever did. It would take them, I think it was three months of work to take that data for one of the halls, manually go through everything and update the BIM. We were able to do the same job that would take two BIM managers three months we're able to do in three days. So imagine you get all the benefit of three months of work and you compress it into three days. And then instead of doing it every three months, which is once a quarter, you do it once a week. This changes radically the way that you can manage a project. So you can imagine that people on projects like that have just been given a window into, uh, into the future of their project. It, they, they're generally quite happy <laughs> with what we managed to deliver. Um, so in general, yeah, I'm really proud of what we've built and really proud of some of the feedback we've got from customers. Um, and the fact that they want to expand this to other projects has also been uh, a really big vote of, of confidence in what we've been building. And I, I have to really say a big thank you to everyone we've been working with over the course of the last year or so. So what's in the future for you? <laughs> um, so something that will be announced quite soon, um, so you're getting a little early access, is we will be revealing um, a new round of funding, which is going to be um, boosting our scale-up efforts. So taking this from this kind of small market that we developed to a larger market, um, which means that we're going to be taking the platform that we have now, improving, tweaking it. Every two weeks, we generally have a software release. So basically bringing that software, this is kind of the big next step for us, which is quite exciting. Uh, we're working at the moment in the UK, Netherlands, Middle East, Scandinavia, and the US. So we'll also probably be expanding to Asia as well within the next year, which is pretty exciting. COVID, <laughs> COVID uh, allowing. Um, and I think we'll be expanding upon the, um, the progress monitoring features that we've been deploying at the moment in a limited fashion. So in the next kind of three to six months, you should be seeing some pretty exciting progress monitoring tools hitting the market, which personally I, I'm super excited about. Hmm. So you mentioned COVID, and uh, I think your solution actually has helped in during these times. I completely agree. I think the industry before COVID was doing okay digitization-wise, but obviously the, the pandemic has been terrible, but in some ways it has pushed the industry into adopting remote work tools that it probably wouldn't have been forced into adopting for another five years. So we went from a tool that was maybe nice to have, you could probably, if you were to be ruthless, 
to suddenly being an essential way to deliver a project. It wasn't, oh, we can add value to the project. It was, oh, we actually need this to be able to deliver this project on time and on schedule. So for us as a business, um, we've seen a, a big acceleration of, of adoption. Well, I know you're busy, so I, I must <laughs> thank you now and um, wish you all the best for the future. And uh, I, I hope uh, I can follow up on your progress in the next year. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really a pleasure. I follow you on LinkedIn. I always see the great posts you're putting up. So it's really good to be a part of it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and uh, happy holidays, by the way. <laughs> and to you too. Thanks for listening. For more construction, innovation and technology news and stories, visit aec-business.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast.